0: everybody. Welcome back to episode seven. Well, another episode. This is episode seven of the Prep Files podcast. I really need to get better at that intro. Today, talking all things peak weeks. And this is going to be very relevant to this time as we're deep into season B. Joining me is, as always, is my co-host, Amy Dorrell.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number seven. So this episode is definitely very relevant, as you said, to our season B competitors. Coming in to showtime, so we are, what, three weeks out now. Show is fast approaching, and it's going to be a very busy and a very competitive season. I know Canberra has just had their ICN show on the weekend, so it's well and truly underway, and we are ready to kick off.
0: And at at the time of this recording, uh, we're only a couple of – well, actually, AMB's this weekend, so AMB and then the ICN's first state show is a couple of weeks away followed by nba followed by icn nationals in melbourne again so well, especially in melbourne i mean we've got nationals for nba a and b i think are nationals as well and icn are nationals so yeah big 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 uh season in melbourne this year or this this season so let's get into it and let's deep dive into the peak week and you know amy what are what is a peak week? And I know we've we've kind of touched on this in, with carbohydrate ma- manipulation back in episode four, I think it was. So let's just run through and explain to everyone what the peak week is and what its purpose is, basically.
1: Yeah, to give a brief rundown of what peak week actually is and who would use it for. So as we said in episode four, peak week really is to peak an athlete to the best condition they have been in. So really it's only adding that extra 1% on top of all the hard work you have done. So peak week is not going to completely change your physique if you're not ready and if you're not lean enough. It's really just adding the icing on the cake. And in terms of categories and who would use it for, basically all male categories will be utilizing some sort of a peak week. Male categories, it's based on how big you are and you just need to be dick skin, lean or shredded, as they say, no matter what category you're doing. Whereas female, you have a little bit more variation. So definitely for fitness and figure and bikini is a little bit of a softer look, depending on the athlete you have. It sometimes doesn't really warrant a peak week as, say, the other categories do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Conditioning is going to be is is the key word and is going to be key when it comes to uh who warrants a peak week. Well, especially when it comes to when it comes to male competitors, condition conditioning is key no matter what. And you need to be conditioned enough no matter what category, you're in, whether it is bodybuilding, classic physique, physique or fitness, um, all require the same amount of conditioning. And as you said, that is thick skin lean. With females, it's going to be dependent on the category. You most likely Going to warrant a peak week with figure, fitness, sport, maybe if you're crossing over from fitness, but then at the same time, if you're crossing over from bikini to to sport, and I think then you'll probably warrant the same thing where it's bikini and sport is probably no, your peak week is probably just a couple of high days. I know with my current competitor at the moment, we just did a, a mini practice peak week and it was three high days. Basically, I'd push it to see how far it would go and I'll pretty much pull it back to two. So bikini competitors, I feel like are a bit more of a high, couple of high days leading into show rather than a full week. I mean, if we look at, you know, your fitness and let's say figure competitors. They you
1: definitely th- need one.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if, you know, depending on, well, I mean, they should be pretty depleted.
1: I'd say all the athletes, if you're competing right now, you're probably feeling small. yeah. You should be pretty depleted at this point, And you probably get into the gym and you go, Oh, I feel a little bit tiny. I know my competitor said that to me just this week. She said, Oh, I actually feel really small now. And I said, Yep, that's good. You're going to look worse before you get better.
0: Well, that's it, right? And you, you should be, it's a time now when you should be struggling to get the pump and you should be struggling to, you should be feeling small. Obviously, energy is going to be quite low because you are uh, lean and depleted. But yeah, you're really going to be looking at probably a, a three to four day sort of peak week from those those leaner categories. So, I mean, when it comes to peak weeks, you need to be conditioned enough to to want one in the first place. And I feel like in a category that warrants the conditioning to warrant a peak week. And when we do a peak week, what exactly are we doing? What are we manipulating? And what are we what are we looking for?
1: Yeah, so in a peak week, it's not really a time to make crazy adjustments to your diet. It's really the basics just dialed in. So when you're looking at what we are actually manipulating throughout the week, we're not doing something drastically far from what we have been doing. It's just really dialing in when we consume and what we consume. So the biggest thing is going to be your carbs, your proteins and your fats. So throughout peak week, these will be manipulated slightly to favor more so one over the other. So in order to fill out the physique, much like we discussed in episode four, you do need to be adjusting your carbohydrates to really fill that physique out. Now, it does come with a whole other host of, we'll touch on this as well, electrolyte balances, sodium, potassium, fats, proteins, carbs, fiber, the whole lot, Um, is really monitored throughout this week. So as the week progresses, there are so many different ways to peak an athlete, and we're not saying that the way that we do it is the only way. There are many other options um, and methods that different coaches will use. I know that we tend to linearly increase our carbohydrates throughout the week. I don't like to personally load a client or an athlete up with a whole heap of carbs, especially if they've been dieting on low calories. Not only will they not be able to digest it, but their body isn't going to utilize it to the best of its ability. So I tend to, as the week goes on, increase the carbs gradually. We will decrease protein, fats, and fiber slightly throughout the week purely to make room for more carbs. But also you don't want to slow diet, down digestion too much leading into show. I know myself being a competitor, I don't want to feel like I have a food baby when I jump on stage. I want to be feeling full but also lean and tight at the same time.
0: Yeah, but at the, and at the same time, you want to make sure like we're not cutting out fats completely at the same time because being as depleted you know as depleted as you're probably going to be you are going to be low in those intramuscular triglycerides and you do need fats to help transport the uh the carbohydrates around the bloodstream as well i mean at the same time your fats aren't going to be high but obviously they they shouldn't be too low at the same time there is a medium with that and as we said you know with protein it is one of those things where you are going to be more satiated and generally speaking, the higher that your carbohydrates are going to get, you, you want to bring that down to, to more that, I would say, the 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 moderate level, not even high, almost almost that low to, low to moderate level. Of protein. Yeah, so you can make more room for carbohydrates. I mean, the last thing you want is to be full of protein and you can't fit carbs in and you can't fill out properly.
1: Correct. And fiber as well. You don't want to be consuming kilos of vegetables before you jump on stage because that's going to sit in your gut and that is going to have an effect on your look as well. So it's really monitoring all of these things. We're not saying get rid of one and just increase the other. It really is a balance And we do just favour certain macronutrients as the um, stage approaches, much like electrolytes as well. So if we sort of give you a brief run through, I know a lot of people have heard of getting the pump and it's all about chasing that pump, especially on the show day. And there are a few mechanics and things that happen behind the scenes. It's not just you eat carbs or you have a bit of salt and all of a sudden you're huge there is a combination of things that we do to really result in that full look.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just touching on fiber as well, it's it is one of those things where we don't want to eliminate it completely because at the same time.
1: You still need to go to the bathroom.
0: Correct. We still want a bowel movement every, you know, I say every day, but obviously as we get further and deeper into prep and closer towards that show day, it is common to be going less. Because you got to remember, the less that goes in, the less it's going to come out. So if you are dieting quite hard and you are very, very lean.
1: You're utilizing a lot of those macronutrients, there's not a lot to excrete.
0: Exactly. There's there's, there's not much wastage to go. The body isn't going to waste any of that. Not as much is going to come out. But at the same time, yeah, we're not eliminating fiber completely because we still want some bowel movements and, and bathroom visits at the same time. Now, this is where you know, going on to that sodium potassium pump is where it's going to be critical and important because obviously... This is this is where the caveat is, and this is where choosing the right carbohydrate is going to affect this electrolyte balance, but also that sodium potassium pump and how you get the pump in the gym and how your the glycogen and water is transferred and pushed into the muscle. I mean, if you're somebody like Amy who's eating a lot of potatoes all day, every day, it means your potassium levels levels are going to be. Through the roof. And in order for that, I mean, you want a two to one ratio from potassium to sodium.
1: But really, have you really been dieting if you're not on Spudlight? Like, come on, guys.
0: <laughs> Everyone's
1: on Spudlight at this point. And if you're not, man, how are you living?
0: Well, I mean, I'm having pumpkin at the moment, so.
1: Okay, well, the Spudlight will creepy and I'm telling you now.
0: <laughs> I went from the Spudlight to the pumpkin. That's a the difference.
1: There's a difference, yeah. But you always go back to it. That's that's the main point of it.
0: The difference was I can, I can fit jam in my toast with pumpkin.
1: That's the thing, right? So to give us a very, very basic idea of how the sodium, potassium, how it all works, and how we do achieve that pump and that fullness look, in very, very simple terms, the body, so you think of your cells, the body excretes sodium outside the cell. Once sodium is released, then potassium is pulled in. Now, during that process, energy is required, And by using that energy, it really changes the shape of the cell. So that conversion between sodium and potassium is super important because if that's not happening, you're not going to get that pump and that contraction. You're not going to get the muscles fired up and you're not going to achieve that full look. So you do really need it's not just about loading salt into the diet, because if you load your sodium and you've got no potassium there to then draw in, you're not going to achieve that that pump. It's not going to happen. So really making sure that leading into show you are having some source of potassium, whether that be potatoes, coconut water, like this, bananas, so many different options out there. You do just want to make sure that you're not completely eliminating potassium from the diet before you start loading sodium.
0: Yeah. And that's again where choosing the the foods or the right amount of foods for Peak week uh, is, is going to be important.
1: And this comes back to our last episode, right, with the whole meal plan. There's a reason why we tend to utilise a meal plan throughout peak week. It's because of this reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I will tend to u- utilise a lot more potatoes, especially in, either the day before or in the last meals. One in the evening, obviously, because from the fibre content.
1: Well, a potato is the most satiating food. A white potato will keep you full for a lot longer than rice will.
0: Correct. And if you're coming in the day before show day, obviously we're going to be not putting in a lot of high potassium foods the next day uh, or on show day. So therefore... Purely
1: because of volume.
0: Well, well, volume, but also because we are going to be loading up that, that sodium as well. So in order to help draw the water into the muscle and give us that full look, right? So you want to go into the day with the ideal sodium balance because at the end of the day, you're going to... Generally speaking, you're going to... Ha- throw in an acute dose of sodium in order to get that a a better pump uh, before you go on a show, right?
1: Well, the more salt that you consume or sodium you consume means that that conversion happens obviously more frequently and more regularly. So the more you load that sodium in, it's got a, the body likes balance. So if you're, Adding that little bit extra of sodium in, what is it going to do? It's got to push it out, bring potassium in to maintain the balance in the body. That's really what the body is trying to do. It's doing nothing fancy, it's just trying to maintain homeostasis or balance.
0: Correct. And I think the important thing to to note and mention to everyone is that having that, you know, you'll get that real dry, gritty, pump, pumped look when you do, you know, you pump up go on stage, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, you start to look a bit water and a bit fluffy which is that exact process happening right and then you'll, you'll probably find that you need to go to the bathroom because you've had taken out a whole lot of soap blood pressure is high which so the body needs to bring that down sodium levels are high so it needs to regulate your kidneys need to then need to regulate that sodium potassium electrolyte balance
1: the best thing you can do after stage when you finish your show is get some potassium in one two. get some fluid into you so hydrate lots of water Coconut water, I know that we tend to gravitate towards really because it gives you like the best bang for your buck. You can drink and hydrate yourself and it's also super high in potassium. So after loading all of that sodium into your body, it's important to get back to its balance as soon as possible and we can help that push it along a little bit faster by incorporating things like coconut water and bananas and fruit.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, bang on. And that's where post-show foods are going to be very important you're going to be better off from a health perspective having a banana and coconut water after you get off stage rather than have
1: your big salty burger
0: or a donut and some cakes
1: and that's where it can get dangerous too like do keep in mind guys like you are very lean at this point. So if you do dose sodium very high and well and truly above what your body is capable of utilizing, like there does become a bit of a risk involved there too. So remember if you are loading some of that sodium throughout the day and then you do go out for your meal post-show and you're going out to a restaurant, chances are that meal is loaded with salt. How many times do we see people go out for burgers and fries? And it's like, this meal is so high in salt. You have just dosed your body with so much sodium. So making sure that you hydrate afterwards is going to be so important.
0: And I think while we're on the uh, topic of electrolytes and electrolyte balance and the sodium potassium pump, I think it's important to mention that we're not manipulating water and not using diuretics ideally going into the show because the biggest thing that though they will affect is your electrolyte balance loading water without having electrolyte balance i mean you you and i see this all the time people are coming they're like oh but i drink so much water Uh, i drink like four liters a day it's like yeah that's that's all good but if you're not having electrolytes
1: you're stripping your body of electrolytes
0: correct you're you're basically just washing it out and you'll just keep urinating and, and affect a left like bones.
1: and vice versa though because if you stop drinking water i know that's probably more common that we see it's, it's getting better these days but i suppose the most common practice with water is people don't drink water because they assume that if they drink water it's going to make them look fluffy or make them look watery and no drinking the fluid is so important where the water goes is we do have water in our muscle too so if you're not drinking any water, your muscle's going to be almost think about it as like a sponge. you drink water, it, it soaks it up and you look fuller whereas if you dehydrate yourself, then you've got a dry sponge and there's no fullness to the muscle. So water is still important when achieving the look
0: absolutely. and and this is where it's also important to mention diuretics. I have no place in a peak week.
1: basically just strips you of all your electrolytes
0: exactly. I mean, if you if you look at it, you go to the doctor when you have diarrhea, what do they give you? Hydrolyte.
1: Why? Because you've stripped it all.
0: Correct. Correct. So in what sense does it in what world does it make sense to strip your electrolyte balance with diuretics? You're not going to get in leaner. If you're fluffy, you just need to train a bit harder, or you weren't lean enough in the first place.
1: You just diet a bit longer.
0: Yeah. If you have spilled, then keep doing your pump-up sets. Basically, because you just need to move the carbohydrate around. That's all that spillover is. But if obviously, you know, if you weren't ready in the first place, then there's no diuretics are going to fix that. No water loads going to fix that. And this is where we say that it is peak week. Here's just that one percent. It's just putting that cherry on top. And if at worst I mean, if you are unsure, you know, if you're coaching yourself and you are unsure what to do, just do what you're doing before. Just keep it simple.
1: Don't add anything fancy. Honestly, keep it with the same foods that you've been having the whole time. Maybe increase the carbs a little bit and just see if you can move a little bit more in the gym. Chase that pump and nothing fancy needs to happen during this week. And I think more can go wrong than go right if you start getting fancy with all your different macros and your water manipulation. Sometimes simple is best. Yes, we can create that physique, as you said, 1% better with the minor changes but we're not doing anything crazy or drastic.
0: Absolutely right. I mean, I don't know if there's any much, anything else really to say about that.
1: I think going through training is probably a good one as well because during peak week, we want to reduce as much stress as possible. I can't tell you how many people just assume that the last week of bodybuilding before you get to stage is the hardest week in terms of training, your dieting, You're grinding yourself to the floor. Really, it shouldn't be. If you're ready, as we like to be, for three to four weeks out, really that week is a time to reduce stress and bring up food and bring down training intensity. You should not be smashing out a hardcore leg session 24 hours before you hit the stage. Because I'm telling you now, if you've got DOMS while you're on stage, you're not going to be looking the best that you could training really you want to do your hardest training session at the start of the week and as the week goes on just taper it off and really towards the end I don't know, I'm getting my clients to go in and do a couple of pump upsets, meaning you know, 10 to 15 reps, really chasing that pump. Can they get a pump? That feedback is so important coming into show day because if someone isn't getting a pump, then it might be time to push some more carbs in. It might be time to push some more sodium in. It might be time to pull back. It just depends on how their body is responding. And really, if you dump a massive leg session on top of that, you're just
0: stressing out the body. The the other thing to note as well from doing those real big hard training sessions, especially with legs, you are going to cause an inflammatory response, right? So if you're going in with DOMS on your legs from two days before show day, that separation within your quads and hamstrings is going to be quite hard to present to the judges. And the last thing you want is smooth quads and smooth hamstrings when you've dieted so hard in order to get you get those striations and get them as lean as possible.
1: And then a week later, you end up looking better than what you did on stage. And, you know, the show's passed by that point. That's The idea is to peak you to the best condition for the show. And then really the next day and the days following, you shouldn't be looking better. You should be looking worse if you've done it correctly.
0: My competitor messaged me, asked me the other day, she said, should I take that whole week off? And I did look, to be fair, if you can take the whole week off, so you, all you have to do is just eat, do steps train and get as much sleep as possible
1: sounds like the dream
0: that's the dream um but at the same time it's like i said to mike to be fair peak week is going to be the easiest week that you've done your sessions are going to be short you're just going in you're getting a pump you're doing some posing you're taking some photos leaping you're getting your food in you're getting your steps in which are probably going to be reduced anyways obviously depending on how ready you are cardio is probably going to be reduced if there's going to be any at all but most likely there will be a little bit
1: And sometimes I find as well, the more time you have, sometimes it's actually worse because not only you've got more time to think. If you're hungry, like, yes, at that point of a prep, no matter how much food you consume, I guarantee you, you're going to be hungry. I can't tell you the amount of times that I know my competitor last season and even myself going through the process, every time you increase my food, my hunger levels just got higher. So if you told me I had seven days to deal with that hunger with very little distractions, I would be going crazy.
0: Yeah, and then you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. You know, waiting for your next meal and all you're doing is probably scrolling Instagram.
1: Looking at all your other competitors that you're going to be versing in a couple of days, which is a whole other episode in itself.
0: Or looking at all the food porn that, you know, your algorithm now consists of and then you Putting yourself at a very high risk of blowing out a couple of days out. And...
1: As tired as you are and as fatigued as you are, routine is your best friend. Absolutely. So if you can continue the same routine, of course, if you have, you know, a stressful job and you're a nurse or something and you're doing night shifts, of course, don't go and do a night shift a week before you show. If you can't. <laughs> please don't. Just please don't go doing a night shift prior to your show.
0: Try and get your roster manipulated if you can.
1: Correct. But you don't want to go too far from your routine because sometimes more time is better. I don't know about you, but if someone gives me a week to do something or someone gives me 24 hours, I tend to get stuff done better with the time.
0: Yeah, I'm a very last minute guy. If you,
1: I'm a very last. If you give me a week, like I ain't doing it till the last 24 hours anyway.
0: No, nah, I'm like, oh, I'll just cruise for the first couple of days and we'll look at it later. But yeah, same thing. I mean, as you were saying, you know, that, that whole peak week is there to... Reduce the stress, lower some inflammation that has occurred throughout the dieting process, bring up the carbs, which obviously will bring cortisol down by raising insulin. And then really just tweaking with your coach, you know, sending, I know with with my competitors, come peak week, you got a list. It's, I need photos in the morning. I need photos after you, before you train, I need photos after you train.
1: How do you feel? How's everything moving? Bowel movements?
0: Absolutely. Did you get a pump in the gym? All that. And that's basically what we're doing. You know, you've just got a checklist to get through. I mean, you might want to take, you know, the day off beforehand to make sure, especially for females, you've got your jewelry. Your
1: tan, your nails.
0: Make sure you've got your sneakers if you're doing sport. All that in a bit. I mean, guys, you've got your shorts and bare feet, so. You've got a good. Well, you might want to get a pedicure. I don't know. Touch up a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a bit of clean nail polish if you want. I don't know. So it shines, the light shines off your toes. Maybe wear some toast spreaders. I don't know. Amy loves a good toast spreader. If you see Amy at the show, right, come near her with your feet. You've heard it here first. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Yes. I will know if you've edited this out. <laughs>
1: I cannot stand feet. So if you come near me, don't show me your feet. Just just keep them covered, please.
0: Make sure you just, if you don't do it if you don't know her. Don't rub your feet on her leg if you don't know her. That's a bit weird. Uh, please don't do that.
1: It's just weird in general. I don't care if you know me or not. Just get away. <laughs> that pretty much wraps up Peak Weeks in a nutshell. If you do have any questions, head to our Instagram. There is a question box there. It is at the Prep Files Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Amy Dorrell and Tyrone.
0: I am on Instagram at Coach underscore F-O-L-I-N-O. And then you can find us both down at Enterprise Fitness, 381 Swan Street, Richmond.
1: And we will be on the first ICN show of the season.
0: The 8th of October for ICN, 14th of October for NBA. And then the following weekend, which is then ICN, we will only be at the female shows, just FYI. So don't come looking for us in the male shows. I don't have any male competitors this season and neither does Amy. Next season, however, you'll see us at all of them and everywhere. So Amy, thank you very much for today. Have a great day. Bye, guys.